have such a heartwarming story for you today for our Spirit Stories edition of the Spiritual AF Life podcast. It is actually coming from the book, Reaching to Heaven. So if you listen to Wednesday's podcast, I actually recommended this book as one of them that have changed my life. And if you didn't hear the podcast, it'll be in the show notes, but definitely go back and listen to it. But Reaching to Heaven is actually by James Van Prague. It astounds me with how many people do not know who he is. So he is one of the iconic, and like I said in Wednesday's podcast, a trailblazer in the psychic and mediumship world. And I know he used to have um, his own TV show, and he was also a consultant on that movie, um, The Ghost Whisperer. Actually, it's a TV show with Jennifer Love Hewitt. He was actually a consultant on there. And he was big and he was around a lot when Sylvia Brown was around. He still is around. Sylvia Brown has since passed. But he created this book or wrote this book called Talking to Heaven. And I absolutely love it. And there was this one particular section of the book that talks about the story. And I wanted to share it with you because it really shows us that there are different people around us in the spirit world that we might not even think of, that we might not even remember. You might think that you don't really have anyone on the other side, but you really do. Or you might be even like me who I'm like, oh yeah, I have my mom and my my aunt. I have this and this person, this person. But I forget about so many other people's lives that have touched my life or were in my life and I touched their life. And sometimes we forget about them. And we have like our moms and our grandmas and our grandpas always taking center stage. And this story that I'm about to read you really puts that in perspective. And there's another thing that it puts in perspective. It also puts in that people are around you in the spirit world for a reason. So it could be to try to make it up to you if they weren't so good to you in this life, or maybe they want to be there to support you because they never were supportive in this life, or maybe because you are living the life that they lived and they want you to change, or maybe they are the, were the ones that were good in business and they want you to start a business, or maybe it's going to be the opposite, you know, maybe they didn't work ever in their life and you know, they want you to live a little bit differently. All right. So you can think about it as I read you this story. It's entitled, An Angel Saved My Life. No one could possibly create a movie or novel more dramatic or poignant than an average human life. Its twists and turns and the depth of the accompanying emotions would be almost impossible to duplicate. The following story demonstrates this perfectly. It displays the purity of love and respect for life. In this case, death bound together two people who were practically strangers in life. It emerged in a seance I conducted in Los Angeles for a nice group of eight individuals. Usually when I do several readings at a time, one in particular will stand out. I feel this one special reading is the reason for my visit in the first place. Often, a spirit will have such a strong need to get a message to a living being that it will go to great lengths to create a situation into which to make its presence known. After reading for about four of the eight people present, I was ready for a break. However, I felt compelled to complete one more reading. I looked over at a young man who was sitting at the end of the couch. His name was Andrew. He was about 22 with light brown hair, and he was wearing a plaid shirt. He seemed very quiet, and I felt that he didn't come to the seance on his own accord. Later, I found out that my hunch was correct. Andrew was present at the insistence of a friend. 
When I approached Andrew, he made it clear to me that he wanted to speak to the grandmother who raised him. I concentrated intensely, but was unable to receive any vibrations from his grandmother. Instead, someone very unexpected came through. Do you know anything about Chicago? I asked. Yeah, I was born there, and I lived there when I was very young. Hmm, did you go to school there? Yeah, for a little while. Why? Andrew asked. I'm getting an impression of Chicago school, and I am seeing a young boy. I continued, who is Ziggy? That is a very odd name. That is what I'm hearing. Do you understand? Ziggy? I don't know any Ziggy, Andrew responded. No, not now. In Chicago, a long time ago, I said. No, I don't think so. Andrew hesitated for a moment. I could practically hear his brain cells rattling around in his head as he attempted to recall a person named Ziggy. After a few minutes, he still had no clue, so I began once again. Wait a minute, said Andrew, stopping me in mid-sentence. I did know someone. Yeah, it was a good old Ziggs. We called him Ziggy because of the David Bowie album. We hung out together when we were kids. There were two other guys. One was Mike Barras and the other guy, I can't remember his name. Wyland? I interrupted with a freshly received thought. Andrew turned pale as a response. Yes, fell from his lips. His eyes widened. How did you know that? There is a man standing in front of you who says that he knew you at the time of your life. He says that he knew you and Ziggy and Wayland. Andrew was noticeably shaken by my remark. He shook his head in disbelief. Who is it? Who is this guy? Do I know him? He asked. I sent out a mental message to the spirit asking him to provide me with more identifying details. After a few minutes, I received some thoughts and conveyed them to Andrew. This man who stands here gives me an impression that he was a guardian angel of yours. He is concerned about your welfare. He is showing me his hands. I see calluses. He works his hands because he is showing me tools now. He is saying that you should know him by the name of Shorty. Andrew once again racked his brain in effort to recall this name. I continued with the impressions I was getting. This man Shorty passed over with a heart problem, but he's also showing me smoke like a fire. Andrew let out a shriek. Apparently, I said the secret word. Oh. My. God. Andrew's eyes began to well up with tears. I don't believe it. How the... Shorty? Shorty from school, he cried out? Yes, the one from Chicago. <gasps> ah, shouted Andrew. He held his face in his hands and groaned. Everyone around Andrew started to pat him on the back and try to comfort him. He remained in a discombobulated state for a good five minutes. When he composed himself, he lifted his head and began to speak. Shorty was a janitor at my grade school. One day there was an explosion in the boiler room and Ziggy Whalen and I got trapped in the basement. Everything was on fire. We were screaming our heads off because we thought we were going to die. And then we looked up and saw Shorty coming through the smoke. He got us out of there. If it wasn't for Shorty, I wouldn't be here right now. That man saved my life. A unanimous wow rose from the entire room. He risked his life for me. I owe him everything. Thanks, Shorty. I love you, man, Andrew exclaimed as he looked upward. Then he turned to me. But why is he around me? I had to go into a little explanation about the spirit world. When on earth, Shorty lived a similar life to the one that you are living now. Here he is to watch over you and to help you from making the same mistakes he made. 
He has a genuine concern for your welfare. He is telling me that one of the very positive things he did in his lifetime was save you and your friends. He wants to make sure that his act of kindness continues in some way. Therefore, he stays around to protect you. He is telling me that he is one with you in Springfield. Do you understand Springfield? I asked. Andrew bolted upright. Yeah, I got it. I understand now. Believe me. I listened as Shorty told me about some incredible things about Andrew's life, but the information that he relayed would have been embarrassing to the young man in front of such a large group. I would like to speak with you at the end of the meeting to give you the last bit of information that Shorty is transmitting. It's very personal. Andrew and I sat together in the adjacent room of the house later that evening, and I finished giving him Shorty's message. This man, Shorty, is extremely concerned about you. He was talking about drugs. He was telling me that you were in the penitentiary in Springfield and in a situation that could have been avoided. Yeah, I was selling drugs and I got busted, admitted Andrew. Your friend Shorty came here tonight to help you. He said you must seek help for the drug addiction that only you can help yourself. Oh, crap. How did he know that? No one here knows that. He said you must stop or it'll be your demise. He wanted you to hear that loud and clear, I said firmly. Then I looked at Andrew straight in the eye. Do you understand? Andrew began to cry like a baby. I put my arm around him, and together we discussed his predicament. I don't know whether it was the evidential information or the loving concern of the guardian angel Shorty, but that night changed Andrew's life forever. He decided right then and there to take responsibility for his life and told me that he would seek out the necessary counseling and rehabilitation for his drug addiction. Together, we thank Shorty for coming back and snatching Andrew one more time at death's door. That was my reading five years ago. Currently, Andrew lectures to groups in Narcotics Anonymous. He has been an instrumental in saving many others' lives and has in turn become a living angel here on earth. Wow. How profound that is how incredible and I don't know about you but I have chills all over I really just want you to just absorb those memories you know anything that came up during this story and to just really let it soak in you have someone probably like that around you right now and James Van Prague is an exceptional medium. He is incredible. So the evidence that he got is astounding. He's been doing this for well long than, longer than I've been even alive. And so it's incredible to get that kind of information. You know, most mediums won't be able to get a quarter of that. Um, but that's the reason why it takes a little bit of confidence and trust that the spirit world is trying to communicate with you and is trying to bring you messages to help you out in this crazy life of yours. All right, I'm going to leave you with that and I will see you on Monday for the Divine Forecast. You have a wonderful weekend. Talk to you soon.